You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel where we help you to see a real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today we're going to be discussing the ministry of helps. Remember, we're talking about ministry this period, and we've said a lot about ministry. Just go to the past like two or three episodes and you'll get the gist. Ministry is service, service to God. God is the one who gives us instructions. We wait on God. And so if you understand that, then you will realize that what we are about to talk about now is the natural progression of that. So the word deacon is also, because we're talking about ministry of helps, ministry of helps is, as we're going to find out, the office of a deacon, actually. And it's called helps for a reason. They help out with certain things. Look at the word uh, deacon. The word deacon is diaconio, diaconio. And diaconio means, at least in most places it was found, it was it's, it's diaconio. And diaconio means to be an attendant. That is to wait upon someone, right? Like that. Aha, that's what it means. So, to serve. So, the office of helps, right, is the office of a deacon. They, they serve, they help. What do they help with? They help the minister, the pastor, you know, with the things that the pastor necessarily, should not necessarily be concerned about in a service, in a meeting, in programs. For example, now you have churches uh, that have uh, technical. I mean, you know, if you're a pastor, you may start a, start a church or a ministry. I mean, knowing little things about how to plug this and plug that there. But as you guys grow, man, look, the pastor just becomes oblivious. There's so many things to do. Uh, there's ushering. I mean, the pastor can't preach and usher at the same time, can he? No, he cannot. So there's the need for other people now we're going to look at the beginning of the office of a deacon or the beginning of the ministry of helps where it came from the first examples we see clearly from the scriptures and then we're going to learn a whole lot about that but first of all let's let's have a back up or is it a background or like let's let's step back and look at the progression of the early church according to numbers acts chapter 2 verse 41 then they that gladly received his word were baptized and the same day they were added to them about three thousand souls so three key people three thousand people were added the very first day that uh, the holy ghost came that was uh, acts chapter 2 the day of uh, pentecost or the feast of pentecost the holy ghost came and three thousand people got saved so mark that 3k then in verse 47 it says praising god and having favor with all the people and the lord added to the church daily such as could be saved so you see that it wasn't just the three thousand; they were like people were coming into, into the faith every single day, every day, every day, every day, every day. So many of them were coming to the faith. Then you now see Acts chapter four, verse four. It says, "How be it, many of them which heard the word believed." This is actually when the cripple at the beautiful gate, or the gate called Beautiful, was raised. And then it says, "How be it, many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of the men was about five thousand. Are you seeing this? So. We have 3,000. Then we have many souls being added. Let's just say maybe 1,000. Then we now have 5,000. And it says men. The number of the men was about 5,000. So you're looking at about 9,000. But of course, it was not only men. Normally, this is a way that things were recorded in those days. Men, when they're doing a head count, it was men that were counted. But really, there were much more. So many more. Imagine. And because this was like going on 
at the gate to, uh, like on the way to the temple so you can imagine how people were there so you're looking at like let's just say 10,000 13,000 maybe 14,000 like many of them there are many right and so all these people got saved now Acts chapter 6 verse 1 now brings the accumulation of all this salvation and in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied was what multiplied I mean these guys were too many there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews. Grecians, I'd be, I think Grecians there would be the Greeks. Let me check that out. That should be the Greeks. Grecians, right? It's good to fact check all these things. The Grecians against the Hebrews. So yes, Greek speaking Jews actually. That's what we call Grecians. So Greek speaking Jews or most likely those Jews who um how will I put it yeah those Jews who probably lived in Greece and everything you know back in those days um if you look at the day of Pentecost if you've studied I think I did something on on that when I was talking about tongues what happened in Acts 2 and you know a lot of these Jews they lived in many countries all over the world right and then someone like Paul for example was in Roman citizen how is he a Roman citizen right his parents probably gave birth to him there but they were Jews you see that so there are many of them like him who had spread all over the world and were different nations of the earth and everything and so they had naturalized maybe become citizens and everything so they spoke that language and that's why when they came back in Acts chapter 2 we now see that the Bible tells hey. <laughs> the Bible says that they like spoke one language do you understand like they all they say we all hear in our language because they were jews obviously so they heard in their language do you get so now if you look at that and you now see in acts chapter 6 it says that there was a murmuring right among of the grecians as those greek-speaking jews against the hebrews right this just tells you that they were actually um there were jews many jews who actually like remained after they received the word of God, like in Acts chapter 2, because they're looking at people from all over the world, like Jews from all over the world that came together, and then they heard Peter preach, right? And they got saved, about 3,000. So, of course, it's just logical to believe that they did not just leave. You get, they actually had to stay to learn before they went back to their places or their countries or whatever they, wherever they were coming from, because they were coming, this was the once-year thing where um, they would come to celebrate feast of pentecost every jew was meant to come back to celebrate pentecost so they were there and they stayed for a while before they went back do you get what i'm saying Aha. so obviously this just makes a lot of sense that uh, uh this is what happened do you get it also makes a lot of sense that um in that time you see acts chapter is it four or i think two you see where people actually sold their land two three four five within there you see people actually just sold their land and gave for the distribution to all these people because a lot of them were there, staying there. They're staying much longer than they intended. How would they eat? How would they feed? How would they do all those things? So they were taken care of. That's actually the, how would I say speculation? Speculation, yeah, but it actually makes a lot of sense because you're not like, what are Grecian Jews doing here? They should have gone back to Greece or, or, or whatever or wherever they were coming from. But then they were here and they were speaking Greek. They were here and now look at this. So it says, so there was like, a murmuring because there was multiplication and the Grecians of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were what neglected in the daily ministration. So here we see the inclusion or the introduction of politics. <laughs> I see that we see politics enter the church for the first time. So actually what has happened is 
prior to this, there was a structure that they were using. There was a way that they were handling people. I mean, there were 3,000 first time. There's a way they were handling them. But then they had grown to maybe 14, 15,000 at this point. <laughs> there are many. They are multiplied. There are so many. And of course, if you've ever studied business or studied management or any of those things, you know you cannot use the same structure that you used to handle some people to handle like many more people. And in this case, actually, the structure that was being used was that the apostles were the ones who were doing everything. Like, they were the ones who were in charge of everything. So, verse 2, Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reasonable reason that we should leave the word of the Lord and serve tables. Are you seeing this? So, I mean, when there were fewer, they could cope. But now, they're like, there are so many. And the apostles know that this is our main assignment our main assignment is to focus on god's word our focus is supposed to be prayer god's word to stay on god's word we're not supposed to be going around doing all these things you get in as much as we can but to do too many things at the same time makes us ineffective do you understand this is a case of specialization let's stay on one thing because the truth is that your pastor has one assignment one major assignment and that is your spiritual growth to grow you to train you for the work of ministry and he cannot be doing that if he's doing everything else so in this case, what was the problem? These, uh, <laughs> there been some people were being neglected. Do you get? So they had people like they were like I guess you can look here and it looks like roles were not so well defined. People who they could not maybe vouch for were being put here and there. They were allowing politics and beef get into everything, right? So food was being distributed and some people were not being given food and you know things like that. Now it could be that. Um, it was political it could also just be that it was just simple let me say neglect of duty somebody forgot you know those kind of things so they realized that they needed to actually work something out and so look at verse 3 wherefore brethren look you out among you seven men full of honest report full of the holy ghost and wisdom who we may appoint over this business now as i'm looking at this it just reminds me of moses now moses but moses right <laughs> actually made the same blunder they said moses was like the judge of israel moses would sit down and imagine israel there were about three point something million and every single day there was a long queue to see moses to sort out all their issues there would be a long queue from morning to evening so you can imagine you're in that long queue and maybe i mean you're looking at maybe uh, number six six thousand nine hundred and fifty five or something like that and then i mean moses started at night goes to sleep then the next morning they have to queue again and maybe who knows maybe you woke up late and they chanced you again stuff like that and Moses was the only one doing it. and then his father-in-law Jethro had to tell him say guy this thing you're doing is not good and he hasn't told him to appoint people over this in other words there are other people that you should appoint over smaller groups so that let it be that it's only the big issues you get that come to your desk and so that is a similar principle here where the apostles are realizing look we can't be doing everything we have to have other people appointed now look at it, it says wherefore brethren look you among you seven men of honest report full of the holy ghost and wisdom who we may appoint over this business so you see that there was a need for people let, let me use the word administrators people who would be you know over that work like people who would you know you know what administrators do now people who would like direct and keep tabs on everything and they picked very very spiritual people see that aha it was not small boys it was not people who were just there or nonsense people they actually picked very 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 serious people it says 
after that they now said that we may appoint over this business so in this case what was it the business was what the food distribution right food distribution so they picked people that would specifically handle that this is but we'll give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word and this is where a dickens office is born that is to allow the pastor to focus on what he or she is supposed to do while they handle things that are not in quote spiritual in nature do you get now it doesn't mean you won't handle those things spiritually but they are not spiritual in nature sharing of food is not spiritual a non-believer can share food but because it's the church right there is wisdom needed to even share food <laughs> there's wisdom needed to usher there's wisdom needed in the technical department I mean, if you think about it, I remember, okay, even let's say the choir, for example. The choir is some very, very serious ministry of helps. They help to set the atmosphere, create the environment for the pastor to come in. If you've ever pastored or anything, you know, or if you've ever noticed in church, when the choir comes and they worship, okay, prayer team prays and, I mean, the place is charged. The worship team comes, they worship. Everyone's heart is open, focused on God and everything before the pastor comes. It just sets the ambience for the pastor sets the stage for the pastor to come and do his work very very wonderful try without <laughs> i mean the choir sometimes i mean can be quite a struggle those guys are the real MVP. if you're a choir person somewhere you are the mvp if you're a prayer person you're the real mvp so i mean you have those people i mean i remember i just keep on saying i mean what's the matter <laughs> so i remember one of my pastors back then who was like very much into this like she was a worshiper so she was like a um chorister for the head pastor i mean she would tell us that sometimes before the pastor even wants to sing a certain song that's in his heart or a song that would just help set the tone she's already picked the song in her heart sometimes the person who is playing the keyboard would just he also knows the kind of song oh, and it happens to her. i mean it's sometimes and i mean the people that means that for me the person who plays the keyboard people who pray i mean people who worship they are so in sync and at times they're just things I want to already sing they're already playing or something like that they just help like do you get they just provide that assistance and support you get to what the person in charge is doing that's what they do and then there are other things like ushering for example sit down here you get let's arrange ourselves like this and all that all those things are dickonry kind of positions and they're very essential for the growth of a church because I are seeing here that the apostles had to they had to set people over that work if not you would have seen peter after he's preaching like that he preaching say brethren i want to share with you what christ did on the third day <laughs> as doing as someone new just enter church i see mvp who just come down and run to the person and say oh brother come and sit down here sit down here sit down here and he'll run back and say hey where was i brethren where was i where was i that won't even make sense do you get okay well, imagine technicals when uh, you know technically those guys like for example they project <laughs> Can you imagine if just the pastor was the technical guy and the pastor? He would say something like, uh, okay, so um, let's open to Mark chapter 5 verse 6. Uh, okay, hold on, guys. He will now run to the, where the projector is and, and type it and project. Bam. He now come back. Okay, hey, guys, so let's read. It doesn't make sense. So you need to set people over these things. You see that? So it says, and the same pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith, and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Pumba. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have to say that. <laughs> and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they sat before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. 
now so they prayed for them i see that this is they, they pick very spiritual men so let me say this to be an usher you should be spiritual it's not to be looking over why are you an usher ah, man that guy is tall very handsome that guy is so fine her teeth are so nice her smile is 100 percent so make an usher no it's spiritual people who come lambast in tongues full of wisdom and of the holy ghost you understand people who are serious whether you are technicals you should be full of the holy ghost so it says and the word of the lord what increased and the number of the disciples multiplied in jerusalem greatly are you seeing this i thought they said that there were already men that the disciples already multiplied but when they put these people over that work and the apostles could focus on their own work what did he say it says the word of the lord increased and the number of the disciples multiplied in jerusalem greatly are you seeing this so it just means that these people even when they started taking responsibility because it was a spiritual work as they were doing it they were still doing ministry it was ministry for them but they, it doesn't mean they neglected preaching the gospel healing the sick and all those things rather the, the extra responsibility made them grow even more and so they were responsible for this increase there was an explosion of disciples an explosion of these people so it just means that when more people take their place as proper deacons we actually will see more increase in the church because there'll be more people be more in sync with what god is doing right and a great number of the priests were obedient to the faith and blah 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 and it says stephen full of faith and power did great wonders and miracles among the people Are you seen this i thought where were these guys before all this you see when they were given a platform when they were given responsibility as a result ministry exploded in their hands it just grew in their hands where was stephen before we didn't hear of stephen before we heard of Stephen because he was given responsibility do you see that he was given responsibility we're going to see even philip we're going to look at philip you know in, in a little bit philip was who knew the guy i just want this guy for somewhere but all of a sudden you now see philip ah yeah philip oh big boy it's just the guy doing some things right aha so i mean the guy was this guy of course we know stephen was killed i mean for his faith because some people who don't know how to debate some people who don't know how to lose a debate took it too far because see verse 9 they arose certain of the synagogue which is called the synagogue of the libertines and Cyrenians and alexandrians and of them of sicilia and of asia disputing with stephen and they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke see they're debating and the guy was too wise the guy was too his point he was just on point i'm gonna say man let's kill the guy so just be careful when i debate some people just can't stand losing in the debate <laughs> so anyway now you are realizing that it's so serious an office that it's taking with all gravity this is what paul actually says about that office of a deacon right first image of the three verse eight likewise must the deacons be grave that means sober not double tongue not given to much wine not greedy for money holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience and let there also be proved are you seeing that let them also be proved proved are you seeing this so it means that you cannot say ah, i was joining our train today or join choir no they must be what proved and i think that this is one reason why today we have a lot of nonsense you know in church departments when people are not proved you get before they are put in those places right when they're not proved because they say oh you have talent talent is not enough in fact did you notice that in these um spiritual offices they did not mention anything about natural talent they mentioned nothing about that they mentioned everything to do with spiritual growth and maturity before they put them in those offices and i mean that's why you see they didn't have scandals with those guys but today man sometimes i mean one of them is notorious is the choir guy 
the choir man those people choirs and greeters oh my goodness very notorious sometimes you find a lot of them promiscuous and everything and like ah hey since sister this from the choir is dating they're sleeping with brother this from where ah it's because one of these is that they are not people are not proved do you understand people are not usually proved before they are put at least let me say in leadership positions in those departments because yeah i think these guys see these guys were leaders so in leadership before they go and put you some people just love mike before they give you mike to begin to lead worship uh, you must improve though we must know your character and behavior so you don't go and disgrace us and god later just go and give it to a novice no you don't give it to a novice you don't give it to and some people let me even say this the more a person wants that thing and say ah they are they're shocking them uh, uh, give me now give me now give me now put me there put me uh, Oh, just keep the person where he or she is. Oh, you get because one of the proofs of of maturity is that you you don't you make yourself of no reputation. You actually don't care if people see you or not. You understand what you care about is God being glorified, not with people seeing. So let it be proved, and then let them use the office of the deacon, being found blameless. That means there should be no reason to to point fingers at them. Okay, it says even so must their wives be grave, not slanderous, sober, faithful in all things, blah blah blah. Verse 12, let the deacons be the husbands of one wife. I seen that. So not a woman chaser, not a fornicator. It says ruling their children and their own houses well. For they that have used the office of a deacon well purchase for themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith which is Christ Jesus. Now, I want to say something. Uh, you will notice that there's a progression. Usually, every believer should start in helps, and I mean, some people actually will stay in helps for the like their tenure as Christians. They will stay in help because that because the office of helps is actually a calling, like it's a calling for every believer. Like every believer will start their helps, and there's always there's gonna be yeah, some people who actually stay in helps. Like you no, know, now notice when we say all these things. Remember we spoke about ministry being service. You serve through the gifts of the spirit, through giving, through walking in love, through preaching the gospel raising disciples you will do all that this does not take away in any way from any of that no this is just added responsibility to that do you get now every believer should do this because the house of god requires this there's the natural side there's many things that need to be done so 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 much so much do you get for example we have the person who's a graphics designer and and all those other people that do things in church social media you can be a social media person and who is managing the social media accounts of the church do you get uh, the admin the benevolence team i mean just name it outreach just so many of them children's department and different kinds of ministries based on the needs of the people like us because this particular ministry which was like food sharing ministry incorporated was better out of <laughs> you know the need for people to actually like you know share food properly uh, but there were other things there are other things that can be done so these are like added responsibilities that are in the natural other responsibilities that you can actually you know add and and how i put it supply because there's some areas there you just realize you are graced it may be children for example I just realize oh i can communicate so well with children it may be teenagers it may be something these are things that you actually can just you know contribute in your local church and Add, make it better for your church. So yeah, so every believer. But then one thing that is very apparent is that you must start in the office of a deacon. You must start from serving like this. You must start before you are entrusted with anything. Anybody, I don't care whether you are, you are called to be an apostle. You whether I just woke up, woke you up at three a.m. in the morning and say, "Son, I've called you to the nations, the nations." 
and you like a mumu, you now run to the nations, the nations without going through protocol. Protocol is that you will start here. You will start by seven in this capacity. You'll be doing all the other things we've mentioned, but you will start here by seven. As you are serving and serving and learning God's word, growing and everything, taking responsibility for people, then whatever that ministry is inside you, the you know, the one that you call ministry, that other I call it added responsibility, like more responsibility. Because the reward for for work is more work. So when you've grown to a point, God gives you more work. When you've matured to a point, God gives you more work. Because you will now see how these guys, some of them, you know, from what they were doing, which was food sharing, they matured into things. You see Philip, no, not Philip, sorry, this other guy, Stephen, matured to the point that they just had to kill him. The guy was too good. He was working miracles, doing so many things. I mean, this guy matured. You know, I didn't say working miracles is maturity, but you see he took responsibility then. Remember we said ministry is also like healing and all those things. We see a greater expression of those things. Do you get more responsibility? We see him becoming more prominent among other circles of people who began to debate him. You understand? More responsibility. More responsibility. Then we see Philip. Philip, right, was one of the seven deacons. And then what happens is that after that, we see that in Acts chapter, I think, 8 verse you know one i think you said there was great persecution that arose after stephen was killed there was great persecution that arose and says verse four therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word so people ran and everything philip also ran then philip went out to the city of samaria and preached christ to them and the people with one accord gave heed to those things which philip spake hearing and seeing the miracles which he did i seen this so he was also working miracles and he preached the gospel so he took a he took personal responsibility for Samaria. Do you get? He went down to Samaria, right? He was running from Jerusalem, but then he went down to Samaria and preached. He could have also run through Samaria, but he went and took responsibility and preached to Samaria. This is actually some maturity we are seeing here, which is that he takes more responsibility. He's not just a nephew or a kid anymore, but he takes responsibility and goes to a whole city and preaches to that city. See that? Yes, that's responsibility. So you see, he began as a food sharer and then he grew into this. Later, he was actually called Philip the Evangelist and in fact had four daughters that prophesied. I mean, I can find it. It should be in Acts, you know, like he was called the Evangelist. That should be Acts 2, 21 verse 8. And the next day, we were of Paul's company and departed and came unto Caesarea and we entered into the house of Philip the Evangelist, which was one of the seven. Are you seeing that? And I abode with him. So is that same Philip that was you know in acts chapter 6 so it says and the same man had four daughters virgins who did prophesy so you're seeing that he had grown he had a family and everything but he was called the evangelist because you know we've spoken about um as Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 and they gave to some apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers right because that's how i put it those are that's how we call the leadership in the body of christ but he had become, he was now called an evangelist. You get, he had been set in that office as an evangelist, but it took him a process. So everyone that wakes up this morning, ah, I'm an apostle, 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 apostle. And you are not even in a local church. You've not, you've not served. Do you get, you've not done, no, you should have a heart of service. You've not served, you've not done all these things. It is over time of service and all of that one day, you are now put or set into that office. It doesn't just happen automatically. <laughs> doesn't have automatically so we see that this happened Sha. then also Paul even Paul the great Paul Paul the great Paul began like that though 
I think I read this yesterday, Acts 11, verse 27. And in those days came prophets from Jerusalem and Antioch, and there stood up one of them named Agabus, uh, signified by the Spirit that there should be a great famine throughout all the world, which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. Then the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief unto the brethren which dwelt in Judea, which also they did and sent it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. Are you seeing this? Saul was already preaching by this time. He was really preaching and causing trouble and being beaten up and down. But we see that he was what he was sent to the elders by, by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. In other words, the church sends Barnabas and Saul. In other words, they say, You will come. So, yes, Paul was not, Saul was not planting any church here. They had not started planting his own churches or whatever. You know, it wasn't, these were his churches. He was actually working with the Jerusalem church. So he says, They sent them. Verse 25, and Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their ministry and took them with them, John, whose son was Mark. So you are seeing that they called this a ministry. They called that a ministry. This was welfare. They actually asked them to go and do welfare. And they did. They went. Then later, we now see that, and this is Acts 11, Acts 12. Then we see Acts 13. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, that was Paul. Barnabas and some other people, some other people, certain apostles, and certain prophets, and you know, teachers. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Now separate to me Paul and Barnabas for the work which I have called them. Then, having fasted and laid hands on them, they were sent away. Are you seeing that? So, you see that eventually they were set into that office. So, it doesn't happen automatically. You will begin to serve in the office of a deacon, diaconia. You wait on people, you will learn, you will do lots of things, you will serve. In fact, let me say this, if a person doesn't have such a history, you cannot trust the person. Because it's in that place you will learn humility. When they tell you, go and clean toilets, go and clean chairs, go and usher, go and do this, they send you up and down like a boy, a boy, a whole apostle like you, and they send you up and down like that. That thing is creating humility in your heart. Why? So that when you now get, you know, into whatever God has sent you and people are following you and all that, you won't think of any, anything of yourself. You will start falling the day you begin to think you are something. Start thinking you are something. Start thinking you are one big boy. You know what I'm saying? Start developing one following. Some people, there's what we call honor, but some people take it so far that it becomes a cult. It becomes idol worship. They turn, you know, or become idols to people. You understand? And that's why it's not good to bring too much attention to yourself. In fact, if you know something, there's even a principle. Whatever you know, learn to give it away learn to don't hold some people what they do is that they try to hold information hold knowledge you begin to work in supernatural you're holding you're holding 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 why because you don't want people you want it to be let the, everybody come to you they should not come to other people they should come to you you don't know how to do, train and raise people who will do the same thing and then you become an idol hey prophet i apostle hey sir i brought you this offering sir say okay keep it there what do you want? Hey, man, let me go and kiss the person's feet and all those things. No. If because they kiss Jesus' feet doesn't mean they should kiss your own feet. Jesus was God. He is God. So there are things they did because Jesus fell down and worshipped him and all those things. Because he is God. So he deserves worship. You don't deserve worship. <laughs> all the glory belongs to him, alright? So, with all this, I believe you've been able to see the progression. Like You've been able to understand what helps, ministry of helps is and the progression of it into what we in quote today call ministry that one that you're afraid of and hand that one but you begin somewhere you receive training somewhere you learn somewhere do you get you this you develop capacity somewhere look at those deacons they developed capacity in this small thing that they gave them share food you understand share food administrate 
and from there they developed. So the question is in your children, what are you doing? Are you just there lukewarm doing nothing? No. The secret to your growth may just be that you should pick a place in your church and become active. Begin to serve God properly in your church and you will see some more growth. Glory to God. Alright guys, that's the end of today's episode. Announcement as usual, we're praying every single day on the Mixlr, 6am, 6pm. Download the app MIXLR, Play Store, App Store, Search Young Ecclesiastes Nation, follow us every day, just tune in 6am, 6pm, you catch us there praying, it'll help you so much, alright? God bless you guys, have a wonderful day, bye-bye. If this blessed you, or you want to say hi, or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram, that's pst.sen, pst.essien, see you there.